0: Yeah baby We back It's Friday Let's get it Where you at? Go time Let's get lit
1: Yeah I noticed you didn't cover. forget what day it was on a Friday Just Monday No, just on Monday That's What's right. happening Brad? What's good dog? It's Micah, it's Brad,
0: it's Backdoor Cover It's Friday, July 26, 2019 The beat's dropping though Here it goes, one more time I'll hit the high point too Yeah! The weekend is here. Get your claws, because it's white claw season, baby. White Hot boy summer, white claw season. Let's go. White claw weekend? It's white claw weekend. That's exactly what it is, Brad. Mm-hmm. Go Happy get, new weekend. Uh, I was alerted today that Costco is now selling claws at a discounted rate, so... In bulk. Go stock up. I might have to go buy a couple cases. It says white claw weekend, baby. Hey, uh, we're going to talk some sports today. That's the idea. Uh, There's a few things going on. I should start by saying I believe this to be the single worst sports week of the entire year. If you've been watching any of the or listening to radio or watching the shows or just flipping through ESPN, you've noticed that no hosts are actually there. They're all being guest hosted because if you were a sports talk radio person or a sports talk TV person,
1: this is when you take your vacation. A lot of the storylines are manipulated or kind of constructed. Like they're getting real upset about some news that's, not very upsettable. Well, there's not
0: too much new about that, but you've got to
1: find something they're, to get They're of. taking it to the next they're level They're getting very obscure. Week. Yeah. Uh,
0: hey, check out our friends over at MWBK, mostly me, and Mind of Micah. You should check it out. Yesterday, I had uh, our friend Connor Moore, a little blast from the past, the man, the realness himself, uh, join me to talk about Amazon Nomads. It's, uh, it's a crazy story. You should listen to it. There's There's a... A group of people that drive around the country in RVs and window windowless vans and shit. Okay, and they just buy things at stores that are either going out of business or at like the the discount rack, and then resell them on Amazon.
1: So these are not Amazonians. These are no, no. These are Americans. People who are getting Amazon products. On Amazon's.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's it was it's a crazy story, and these people all have different motivations. It it was good. And Connor, you can find him on Instagram at Connor Wanders. Seem like a perfect person to talk to this about because he's known to move and wander around and see things. Anyway, it was really good. So check that out on Mind of Micah. And I haven't decided if I'm going to do Jersey today or not. I did get one person dm me say you should do it. So Don't you dare I put on I haven't watched now. the show yet. So I may do it. I may watch it. This, it's T-Vote. So I may watch it today. We're recording this Friday morning. I may get it out
1: before the end of the weekend. We'll see. Hey, I'd recommend you check out that... Uh whatever that article was they had like the whole recap you could get caught up on two hours of tv quick well now we're five hours into the season so Mm -hmm. there's there's some work to do yeah hey uh the 365
0: things austin pod is live as always uh every weekend if you want the best things to do in austin check out our partners over at the 365 things austin uh and this week co-hosted by brad key thank you yeah, so that's another reason. You love Brad's voice. You love his his calm demeanor. Check him out on the 365 thing's awesome. I don't about. often get high-porned like that. I, I appreciate that very much. You, d- you deserve it, buddy. Hey, you know what else we deserve? What's that? We deserve football. And we're 41 days away from the NFL kickoff. Mike is banging his gavel. Yeah, it's exciting. 41 days. Yeah, oh, I feel the excitement. It's Friday. I mean, college football will be here even before then. But 41 days till the NFL exciting stuff all the way around. Let's start with the most exciting story of the new, uh, of the week. Adrian Peterson is broke. How is that possible? Adrian Peterson, the highest paid running back in the history of the NFL. Yeah. has made more than a hundred million dollars, but he can't pay his debts. He's been in court, uh, in pennsylvania over the failure to pay a five million dollar loan mm. with interest and legal fees the sum is now six point six million it's another situation of an athlete trusting the wrong people and being taken advantage of by those he trusted this according to peterson's lawyer uh pro athletes
1: are you sure he's broke it sounds like he just doesn't want to pay that
0: no 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 no. he's broke he doesn't have the money to pay it he doesn't want, want to yeah it there's a long history of him not uh, being able to do this. Apparently, like... Do we he, know what he spent he's his money on? Out, no, we don't know. Okay. Uh, well, actually, let's see. Oh, here we go. Here's one example of out-of-control spending. Peterson apparently threw a lavish 30th birthday party in 2015. Photos which have resurfaced amid his current legal woes. 320 guests attended the festivities, which featured elaborate ice sculptures and a rented camel. Okay.
1: Less than a white tiger, I guess. i guess mike tyson style Uh, uh, the
0: the article i read yesterday was that he was expecting to make 18 million dollars his last year with the vikings Mm -hmm. and they cut him and he then got hurt or he got hurt the year before he was going to make 18 million yeah and so he was anticipating $18 million coming in. And he the switch. And he ended up making $1 million. And he he last year, he played in all 16 games and made $1.1 million. So he's taken out a bunch of loans that he hasn't been able to repay of several million dollars piece. So he spent before he was paid. He, before he, he got was, that $18 Yeah, million. he had yeah. spent them. Exactly. He had taken out loans against his future earnings, which when
1: you're a professional football player and a running back, no less, that's a bad policy. <sighs> I that's a harsh reality of the NFL too. Like your money's just not guaranteed. Like any day the bottom could fall and you could be out of a career. So so true. Uh, Especially in the running back position. Cause that, like, that's not just because he's fallen off. It's because the position has evolved and like the pay structure, because there's so much talent right. at that at depth, that position.
0: Yeah. And, and teams just don't value running backs. Generally, they, 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 they each team has they two can, or three that are good. I mean, you just look at, look at Pittsburgh last year, who Le'Veon Bell, Sits out the whole season. They just start an undrafted rookie. I think the guy was undrafted. I'm pretty sure it was. And
1: he played all season, had 1,000 yards, had a good season. You know, He led the re- league in rushing yards for like half the season. John Connors, I think his name was. He definitely yeah. slaughtered me in fantasy one week. So, a sad story. Adrian Peterson, <laughs> maybe not the smartest guy. Well,
0: he definitely can jump the highest and run the farthest. He's still the the, biz- the biggest physical freak we've seen in in. Like two generations, basically. Like, I remember there were stories about this dude in high school, uh, because he's from too, East yeah. Texas, and stories about him in the weight room, like doing squats, like jumps with 200 pounds on him. And so, stuff. he would
1: hold two 200 pound or maybe they're 100 pound dumbbells in each hand, and with one leg, he would do a box jump up to like a 40 inch box with one leg and land on it with one leg. Yeah. If it, you can picture that that's just impossible.
0: unbelievable freaky things when he was a freshman at oklahoma he was the in best human. player in college football yeah.
1: as a true freshman yes he almost won the heisman he was a in, in high school too like he's a freak no, Him he's a it, it, he came out right after cedric benson and those two guys had just lit, lit the whole state on fire so yeah uh he's an unbe- unbelievable player he won
0: he was the pro bowl mvp as a rookie i remember that just like a man amongst boys so good and he, he should have won the heisman his freshman year uh but anyway he's broke and like this is significant debts. He he can't. It's not like he uh you know is failing to pay back some jewel or a couple is it time hundred to thousand go into dollars. Bankruptcy or what? That's what it sounds like. He's got loans out there for multi million dollars that he can't pay back. So
1: are you telling me he earned a hundred million or that he was yes. due to earn a hundred he million? He's earned almost a hundred. So million. he would have made like a hundred and eighteen should that eighteen have been paid. At eighteen, so at eighteen makes a big difference. I, but I still just can't see how he spent a hundred million dollars. Well, like I can see you it. You can take you out fifty
0: percent. Start with that. I don't know what the, oh, the yeah, tax, tax structure is in Minnesota, but um, you know, you start at fifty, and then you know, maybe you get divorced. Uh, there's there's things that a happen. a lot of
1: speculation going on here, but I'm yeah. with you. However, he his, did it. He did it. So he missed a season when he you know beat his child allegedly. That was what caused him to get cut from the Minnesota. If you remember, I, f- I forget exactly. It was like he was injured were. and he sw- he switched at the kid and yeah that was, that was a mistake big mistake anyway
0: it's you know we see less of these stories than i feel like we did a generation ago like 10 years ago there were always dudes going broke oh yeah and this definitely. stuff doesn't seem to happen at least it was not like, an inevitabil- like it, it may be happening all the time it was an inevitability in the nba for like yeah. 20 years well you in the nba yeah it was a bigger problem because they were paying <laughs> dudes big money they, they had no rookie scale when they like yeah We're talking like 20 years ago. Like Antoine Walker and those dudes. Yeah, those dudes, a lot of them came either straight out of high school or one year in college or two years in college or whatever, but they came out and they signed like seven-year, you know, $40 million deals. Right. And had no training and like... And just wasn't meant to be. There were and stories about Alan
1: Iverson. Like he never packed a bag, he just bought a yeah, new that was shirt. You no, know, he pants just buy new yeah, he'd just buy new clothes. He'd, he he owned he no luggage. Him. He'd just yeah. leave his clothes everywhere he went. Everywhere he went. That's awesome, actually. And, and it's a good way to broke. go broke.
0: Yeah. So uh shouts to Adrian Peterson. I hope that uh, you know.
1: He's still toting are- the rock though. He's still playing. Is yeah, he, but now he he's, he's old as shit. I what mean, he? he
0: was with Washington last year and had a great year. He was... Had they signed him? Have they... I don't know where he's going. You we'll see. Check on that. I think he's showing up somewhere, but uh, he's also showing up in court uh, because he owes people money. Alan Hearns was cut by the Cowboys last week, or earlier this week, whenever we talked about it, maybe Monday, right before training camp. He has signed with his hometown team, the Dolphins. I don't know if he's... he's I'm sure he's making less money, but uh, welcome to the NFL, my friend. Uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, some some more quick hitters. Uh, reports are that Melvin Gordon is likely to uh, hold out into the season. Now, That's what I'm saying. Ouchie. Uh, here's a here's a big ouchie. Here's the headline from Pro Football Talk: Philip Rivers. We love Melvin Gordon, but running back is a deep position for us. These fucking NFL guys. I'm just glad. I'm glad I'm not a part of the NFL Players Union. Because if I was, that I would, would lose my fucking mind. That's a stab in the back right there. Uh, they, this shit happens every year. Every oh. year. Well, I remember the same shit happened when Le'Veon Bell started holding oh, yeah. out. Sure. So their, their players rep, their players union rep. I forget the guy's name. He's an offensive lineman. Yeah, he came out and like called him a coward, saying he needs to come into camp. No, that's not what unions do. If one guy, one member of your union wants more money,
1: then you you support him. You that's unionize, it. like you. Back the guy. Yes, that's, that's why you that's have a That's how this union. works. Uh, Adrian Peterson's still with uh, Washington, it says here. Oh, okay. Eh, good for him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you nice. Philip Rivers, we love
0: you, but running back's a deep position for us. No, that's not what you say. It's
1: it's it's just it's infuriating, and I'm sure that's what he means, too. Right. They've got like, two other guys that could fill your spot, even though you totally you have ball, to publicly like, support your dude. Melvin Gordon's one of the leading rushers in the league last year until he got hurt. Like, he... he but played, he does right. always get hurt. He does get hurt. I mean,
0: I, I'm not, this is not a uh, statement as to whether I think it's a good idea for Melvin Gordon to
1: hold out or not or whatever. Maybe you just don't sit, stab him in the back when he's holding out for money is all I'm saying. If you're his teammate, that's just not a headline you want. Uh, other players holding out. J- Davion Clowney. Uh, Th- that's a spelling problem there. Sorry. I noticed right? that. Uh, yeah.
0: He is, he's not showing up for camp, but he's been tenured. I think it's the franchise tag. So. He's
1: set to play, but he wants a contract, but he just isn't showing up to camp right now. So he'll play. They probably don't want him to come to camp. They, they don't need him getting hurt and playing extra downs. Like they get it. He's a fucking giant. I'm pretty
0: sure like the top 10 dudes on every team. They don't want them coming. to training Shouldn't campers. be at camp. Yeah. The first two weeks. Like they, they don't need. You think Tom Brady needs to show up and go through mini camps and training camps? Jadavian Clowney. Like, come in, in and his arm and off and if he went in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Yannick Engano. Close. Uh, Jacksonville defensive end, a, a very good player, uh, is holding out, looking for some more money. Michael Thomas is the biggest name on this list, other than Clowney, I guess. But Thomas, a wide receiver, the wide receiver for the Saints, he's in the last year of his rookie deal. He's scheduled to make 1.14 million, and he's looking to make closer to 20 million. Mm. Uh pretty big discrepancy. An article that he the, the Saints have never paid a skill position player more than ten million a year, or ten million a year, and he wants like twenty.
1: But he
0: probably earned he probably deserves it because last year he caught like 140 catches. He led the league in receiving. He was a beast. And no Saints player, uh wide receiver or tight end had more than 35 catches last season other yeah. than him. So he's the
1: he's he's option 1, 1a, 1b, 1c. That being said, every single time they plug in a new receiver in the Saints, like there's a new career man out there. That's true. It's been like four different dudes over I mean, the last six years. Drew Brees has thrown to a thousand different dudes,
0: and none of them Hall of Famers. Hmm. I think I can't. I can't think of one. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't either. So there's uh, Michael Thomas. The other, the other holdout is Trent Williams, the offensive tackle from Washington. He's a big boy. He's not mad about money. He just wants to get traded because he's mad at the franchise <laughs> because of the way they handled like his injury. Okay. Something really sketchy there. That Washington organization is legit like the worst in football.
1: Is that guy a Texas player? I Trent think Trent Williams. Williams
0: went to Oklahoma. Uh, he's I I for some reason I remember that name. I mean, I think he's considered one of the best offensive linemen in yeah. in football. Uh and one of the highest paid. Uh the other news here, Zeke Elliott wants to uh, make more money than Todd Gurley, who's now the highest paid running back in in football history. And he should. Because he's a better player,
1: and his numbers are significantly better. That said, the Rams were like taken to the whipping post for signing him for that much money. I'm talking about Todd Gurley. Like, yeah, no, no, I'm no not show saying the show.
0: Cowboys should give him the money. Right. I'm just saying, of course, he should want to make more money than Todd Gurley. He's better
1: been a better player than Todd Gurley. But we just talked about how much. There, how many running backs there you know, are? It's, that are it's quality a risky players. gamble,
0: but he's he's a, another level. He There's is. only a handful of these dudes. He's generational, and I also don't think Melvin Gordon is in that top category. Mel, Melvin Gordon's like in the second tier. Let's say there are four guys in the league. Okay. you've got, you've got I, and Gurley. Saquon, I, think be, I, yeah, right Elliott, I think Elliott's the best. Yeah, Saquon's right there. Elliot. I think Elliot's the best too. Elliot, Gurley, Saquon, and you know who? Uh, maybe Le'Veon Bell. I don't know. There's that's the top tier, right? And Melvin Gordon is is a step below in my mind, and he he's always hurt. He's he's good. I mean, Zeke he's is just a step monster, up. Yeah. and and we saw it when Zeke came back from uh, the when he came back from uh, the suspension. Mm-hmm. Like he's a difference maker. He the dude can change the game
1: in a way that like there aren't many dudes that are different and special i don't think he's, he's gonna last though i think he treats himself too badly like in terms oh, yeah. of he's health and i think he's an idiot in terms of in general all things yeah really. no i think that i just i think there's plenty of evidence there's so much there's so many war. rumors of him going out in dallas and just getting blasted in public and
0: oh yeah i've heard some rumors recently of of uh people that were at ohio state when he was there yeah and that he was
1: he was really living well i mean can you blame him he's a college kid but oh, now no. you're a pro yeah. And, and Stop going out it in it downtown like Dallas or he's, uptown Dallas or wherever the hell you like there you to go. go. Well,
0: shouts to Zeke, I guess. Hold it uh, together, uh, buddy. I don't think he's actually holding out, but he wants more money, which I want more money, too. So, I, you know, whatever that's worth. We're not about to hire Zeke, though. He's not welcome to NWB. unfortunately. Well, we, we sure. don't have the money for him. <laughs> Just for you, Messiah Masai Ujiri. I'll get that right eventually. Hey, guess what? Hmm. It's time for America's number one golf segment. Oh, I thought I heard that song playing. The
1: butter cut. Brad, tell the people about the tournament we got this week. Yeah, let's run through a quick recap of round one of the WGC FedEx St. Jude. So this is a World Golf Championship uh, tournament. There's four per year. Uh, it's a smaller field, guaranteed payouts, huge purse. After round one, John Rahm leads after firing a bogey-free 62. They're playing at TPC Southwind in Memphis, Tennessee. Rahm is three shots clear of the rest of the field. Uh, Just touching on Rom real quick, his last four events, basically the entirety of summer, he's finished tied third, tied second, first, and tied 11th. So Rom's kind of playing some pretty damn good golf at the moment. Uh, Really, the only knock against Rom in in his game is the mental side. He has like real bad anger issues. Gets frustrated, loses his composure, struggles. So we'll see how he goes. If he can go wire to wire in a big event like this, it'll be a long way towards... uh, Proving that he can hang in there. Three shots back of the group. We have Hideki Matsuyama, Bubba Watson, Patrick Cantlay, who was Peter's pick earlier this week on the buttercut, Cameron Smith, and someone named Shugo Imahara. They all shot 65 yesterday. Shouts to him. That's Uh, it. We should mention that Sugar Shane Lowry,
0: the winner of the Open last week, Mm -hmm. uh, withdrew from this tournament before it started because he's probably just been drunk all week. That's right. If you want more golf coverage from the Buttercup, subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. At Or just search the Buttercup. That's right. You Peter can and, to Brad I, uh, and Peter the Irish guy, break
1: down every tournament. We talked a lot about uh, Sugar Shane and his drinking on Sunday evening. Peter got into what it's like when you drink too much Guinness. The Guinness shits, he calls them. Oh, on last week's episode, See, only a true Irishman can bring you that. Our WGC FedEx. St. Jude preview.
0: Check Search that out. the Buttercut wherever you listen to podcasts and get uh, a lot of golf talk. It's the best out there. Let's move on uh, to the UFC. A little cage fighting uh, UFC 240 this weekend in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, these fights on ESPN pay-per-view. Okay. So you got to have the Is that ESPN. plus. Is that you that have different? to have the ESPN plus subscription and then you order the fight through the ESPN app. Oh, they're no longer on like regular TV pay-per-view. You're you can't double
1: just You have to be a subscriber to be able to buy a subscription. I think so. Okay. I think you
0: can get like a free trial and then pay for it. That's some next level shit from Disney. Yeah. Uh, yes, we, we hyped ESPN plus once, but they're not really paying us enough money to continue <laughs> to do it. It seems like a weird service. Um, yeah. It seems like a weird model that you have to pay for a subscription service for the right to uh, buy the pay-per-view, but it's the way the world works. And uh, anyway, Max Holloway versus Frankie Edgar is your your main event. It's for the featherweight title. Holloway is the champion. He lost his last fight, but he went up in weight. Uh, I think it was against Portier, um, who will now face go on to face Khabib. Um, but none of that really matters. Tomorrow night, Saturday, Holloway versus Edgar. Holloway is 27. Edgar is 37. This fight has been like off and on for like, I think two or three years. Okay. Edgar's
1: had a chance at Holloway. What do you mean off and on? Like they've been trying to schedule it, but have not there succeeded. There was an
0: injury that popped up. Like it was scheduled, mm-hmm. and then there was an injury that popped up, and then Delaying Edgar it. fought somebody else and got
1: beat, but then he won two more times Just to get his chance into again. It. Yeah. Okay. So, so now the stars have aligned and they are finally fighting this tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, and it's you know Edgar's thirty seven. This is going to be his last shot at a title probably if he doesn't if he doesn't get it done. Is Holloway the favorite? Yes, Holloway is a big favorite. He is a minus four hundred betting favorite. Frankie Edgar plus three hundred. So there's your value if you if you think Edgar's going to shock the world, I I would be very surprised. I think Holloway wins this fight pretty easily, but uh, we shall see. He's Holloway's been unstoppable at the featherweight level. Uh, the only guy who's had it, who's who's uh, got him was was Aldo, and outside of Aldo being unstoppable, Holloway's the guy. Uh, the co-main event, I, I guess it's a co-main. I don't know if it's another five rounder, or a three rounder. Mm-hmm. The second fight on this card is Chris Cyborg versus Felicia Spencer. Uh, if you're wondering who the fuck Felicia Spencer is, I'll tell you. Okay, she's seven and zero in in MMA. She's the Invicta champion, which is like a lower level women's right. thing. We've covered that. Uh, she defeated backdoor cover favorite Megan Anderson in her UFC to debut. Was that in Brazil?
1: Uh, I f- don't think so. That's the last it one I remember. Been, though. that was the,
0: f- the female and female. No, 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 no that wasn't this one. Okay. Uh, but Anderson is the super hot Australian. Who's like oh, that's right, that's six right. foot tall and tattooed and mm-hmm. daddy like, uh, anyway, she, she beat Anderson. Uh, Spencer's also Canadian, which may explain why she's in this spot on this card in Canada. Yeah, that makes sell sense. Some tickets. Hometown Cyborg, hero. of course, lost to Amanda Nunes in her last fight, which was, if not her first loss, definitely her first loss in the UFC. They she's have been some tough women in the monster. UFC, man. Yeah. Uh, Cyborg is, you know, widely considered to be one of the greatest female fighters of all time. You think that's her real name? No, that's her nickname, Chris Cyborg. Or, I forget what the deal is with that. It may be. It may be her married name, whatever. Because she, she's married to a dude named Cyborg who's a, a fighter. So unless they're both. That's Do you think like she married name. into his stage name? Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, they both have the nickname. I think that may be her nickname or her actual last name. Anyway, uh, Cyborg is an enormous favorite. Uh, she's and a, human being. Yeah, yeah. She's a minus 750 favorite. Oh, my God. Spencer plus 500, which is about as lopsided as you'll ever see on a
1: UFC card, especially for a co-main event. Spencer was the underdog when she beat uh, the, the lady. Yeah, beat your, Anderson. That's true. So,
0: well, the, the, the reality is that the the
1: women's, the top of the, there's just not a lot of depth in the women's division in the UFC. It seems general. like someone comes out of nowhere and is just tough as nails for like a month or two. And then the next one comes up. They don't have longevity is what I'm saying. It's true, and there's just not a lot
0: of. I mean, there's just not a lot of uh, high level talent. It seems, mm. and, you know, maybe five years from now it'll be a lot different.
1: I think there are more women getting into the sport and training maybe it's because there's a lot of-, of high level talent and there's not one that's dominant. No, I don't think it's that. That's not. The I just case. don't think there's a lot of high high
0: level talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just not enough money traditionally because on this card there's like two women's fights and only one on the main card. It's really not a popular thing to be is a giant tough woman. You know? yeah and there's just not enough money for these women unless they're at the top of the card to be professional fighters yeah. like you just you've got to have another job and and i you know women you think they were other have, jobs yeah really i mean yeah even people in the in the ufc i think have to to coach or do something like you, you can't they're doing something in the same field though like i would imagine part part most. But, i mean there are like, other people that are that are like that have real jobs. And so, you know, women are more likely to have families or have children or sure. whatever. And that changes your career of when you're course. an athlete. Uh, you know, there are women like Michelle Watterson, the karate hate, who has children and is still a very competitive fighter. But, and, you know, but she's sort of a mainstream uh, person in a way that most of these fighters aren't.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting.
0: Yeah. And, and like I said, there's only. There's five cards on the uh, five fights on the main card. Only one of them is a women's fight, so there's just not as much opportunity. I I would imagine two, three, five years from now, you've got all these women that might have gotten into the sport after watching Ronda Rousey, right? You know, two, three, five years launch ago. launch their career, you know, and that have been training for five years, and now in a couple of years, this this division's going to grow and be much more.
1: You know, all that being said, I'm always interested in seeing those fights cuz they're still entertaining like in a way where they're not even par with like the headline men's event versus the headline women's event but like i th- i think that they carry their weight pretty well and it's an entertaining product so
0: yeah and and i feel and they can like be on the
1: same broadcast and like the, it's just it's pretty good it's kind of fun to watch yeah. the top level chicks uh beat
0: undermanned fighters too i like that sounds <laughs> that sounds mean but That sounds like something you enjoy. I I compare it to pro wrestling for a minute. Sometimes you just want to watch a squash match, like you want to watch the the biggest, baddest dude who's just a you know an insane monster. Yeah, squash some dude that looks like me, like just an average Joe. And and you know that there's you're not watching it for the competition. Like this guy's not going to beat him, but you just watch this guy throw him around and dominate him. And you sort of get some of that with the chicks uh, because it's not very deep. Like Cyborg is probably going to kill this chick, right? And it's probably the other thing fun. is there's only a handful of women that have major power. Um, this is sort of the unwritten rule about women's MMA. Is most of the time if you can buy if you bet on these fights, bet the fights to go the distance in the women's division if they're if they're fairly evenly matched. However, you would not say that in this one, right? No. Like cyborg's, cyborg's gonna knock this chick out yeah. in all likelihood. And yeah, cyborgs one of them. Amanda Nunes has proven that she can mm-hmm. knock out and finish anybody. Um, you know there have been a handful. You know, Ronda Rousey in her prime was finishing everybody in, inside of one round. Um, but generally she was speaking, like Tyson back in the day. Yeah, she yeah, was for just, a minute. You know, absolutely, she
1: was. I would anticipate this to be a, a knockout, and it might be fun to watch. Invicta is a is a scary name for a uh, MMA league. Sounds yeah. sounds I uh, I don't know devastating.
0: It, I guess it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dana White has been saying a few things in the last week. Would you like me to read them? I too? would love to hear. Uh, talking about Khabib, uh, I will. I'll read Dana's quote in a minute. But uh, Khabib hasn't lost in over a decade. Uh, Portier is the light uh, interim lightweight champion after beating Max Holloway uh, and stopping Holloway's thirteen fight winning streak. So we talked about how Holloway Hallow- went up to lightweight and at, on a thirteen fight winning streak to try and get two champs, try and be the champ champ, but then lost to Poirier. Uh, Tony Ferguson is on a 12-fight winning streak, and he's not fighting for a title. Now, if Khabib Khabib is set to fight
1: if he has said that he would like to fight Ferguson next after he beats Portier, right? And Ferguson's not on this card, right? No. So he can't lose in in the meantime? I don't know when his next fight is. Okay, I got you. Unlikely. However, Dana White
0: suggests there's another fight the UFC may be interested in making instead. A rematch with conor mcgregor there's been a dana spent a lot of time saying that khabib Connor rematch is not going to happen and there's been a lot of rumors about this but yeah it it seemed like even a couple weeks ago the general thought was like this is not going to be a a rematch and here's the quote from dana it would be a massive fight and it's absolutely possible i think mcgregor is going to come back at the beginning of next year so realistically, all these guys are looking at September to see what happens with Khabib and Portier. After that fight plays out, I think there's going to be a lot of
1: movement going on. So It's classic uh, supply and demand. He says you can't have it. Then he says you might could have it. And then when he says you can, everybody's buying. Yeah, the UFC put out a little like,
0: I think it's like a 20-minute documentary about the uh, McGregor-Mayweather uh, fight. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly about the build-up to the fight and making it happen. It's like two minutes on the fight. Um, but they just show all these clips of Dana at the beginning going, this is never going to happen. I'm not answering questions about this. This is stupid. This will never happened. And then one day it's like, okay, we're going to make it happen. And then the next day it happened. So but it wasn't a UFC even. It was a boxing match, right? Right. But, yeah. you, but Dana still brokered it. Oh, I see. And, uh, it's, it's an entertaining watch. Uh, anyway, so you never know. I mean, it, it's weird because when Dana talks, like we have to talk about it. He's It's noteworthy. He's the voice. He's the, the voice of the promotion. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times he says shit that conflicts what he said the day before. So you can't take too much of it seriously. Here's another one. Okay. Here's another quote on John Jones and his legal issues that we talked about on Monday. Dana just said, I'm numb to this shit show. Mm-hmm. Which is true. This is
1: about the stripper, right?
0: Yeah, just just it on John Jones getting in trouble in general. Mm-hmm. I'm numb to this shit show. I would imagine that he's going to say that and then the next time John Jones is fighting, you're going to see Dana White talking into a camera talking about how John Jones is the greatest UFC MMA fighter of all time and he's an all-timer and he's it's a legend. Like John Jones really makes me feel. Yeah, John Jones fights in a way that makes you want to watch the pay-per-view. So but yeah, I'm numb to this shit show. That's always good when your boss says that about you. It is kind of funny because there's nothing else that Dana can say. Like he, he obviously not going to say
1: no. He's never going to fight with us again because he's going to fight with them again, right? And you can't back him when he's in a domestic. It's not domestic. Yeah, but you, but you can't have his back. You can't violent, be like, oh, yeah. we
0: we strongly we trust that John Jones is telling us the truth because he lies all the time. John Jones is just such a scumbag. Uh, Dana said, "I haven't talked to him, but my guys have." Listen, there's two sides to every story, and the truth is somewhere in the middle, I'm sure, so I don't know. I'm numb to this shit show now. It doesn't phase me anymore. Every time we do a fight with John, I'm wondering if it's going to be his last. Mm. But then, of course, Dana Dana said uh, before that during his hit, after Jones had a hit and run and legal troubles and drug tests, he said that he'd never entrust John Jones to headline an
1: event ever again. But then I think John Jones headlined his last fight. Maybe so. he's Phil Jacksoning him. He's getting his head, doing a little bit Zen Master shit on him. I don't think that's it. I think John Jones is a fucking moron. But oh. he's the greatest fighter ever. So it's you know you pay the guy. Uh,
0: White says he's just given up on fixing the man that he once called unfixable. It has nothing to do with money. When asked to clarify his position, it's what's going to happen outside the octagon. I don't ever worry about what's going to happen inside the octagon with John Jones. He's the best. But if you look at his lifestyle, he's lived the last seven, eight years of his life and what he comes in the octagon and does. He just fought Tiago, who's a fucking animal and wants everything John Jones has. Stood in there, and I don't know if I've ever heard of more damage to one knee in my entire life. Ugh. Fought and was still kicking with one leg. John Jones beat him. So when you think about it, it's unbelievable how good John Jones really is. But the minute he steps out of the octagon, you never know what's going to happen. He's in trouble. He's in trouble right now. Every time he steps out of the octagon, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? There it is. There it is. He sounds pretty frustrated. Of course, John Jones tweeted out the last time uh, when this thing broke, someone tweeted, John Jones is in trouble again. Come on, man, shake my head at John Jones or John Bones. And John Jones retweeted and said, I'm definitely not in any trouble, my friend. So don't be so quick to believe everything you
1: read on the internet and then throw the aloha hang loose uh emoji he should have quote tweeted i'm numb to this shit show and then been like my whole face is numb because he's been doing cocaine oh he just can't feel his face when yeah. i'm with dana
0: <laughs> anyway yeah. uh, so there you go there's your mma news we've got we've got a hotline we've got three hotline calls but we're not going to play them today that's what we call a tease we're saving them for the titan high guys next week it's a good tease these guys are so entertaining with these hotline calls but call us 800-392-6344 800-392-6344 save that number in your phone call us we're basically playing every call on the on the show now these calls are good though man it's yeah not like they we're are getting anything if you want to take a shot really at good. another listener if you want to take a shot at us if you want to take a shot at our takes 800-392-6344 i think that might have been the best segment we did all week was just a listen it, it calls. has been the last three weeks in yeah around. Uh, Even if you have a question for me specific that's not related to sports, call that same hotline, and I will make it a part of Mind of Micah and Micah's Mailbag. How about that? I like it. Hey, follow us on Instagram, at Backdoor Cover Podcast. We are now America's number one meme account for White Claws. A
1: lot of good White Claws. Until
0: football comes back, it's just going to be White Claw content nonstop, Mm -hmm. including a great... A great meme of uh, Steve Ballmer celebrating the other day. Maybe
1: even after football season comes back.
0: Yeah, the claw, it's still White Claw summer. It's White Claw weekend.
1: White claw's evergreen. No doubt. Uh Brad, where can people follow you? At the Buttercut Podcast on Instagram, at the Buttercut Pod on Twitter. You can also follow me personally at Bradley B. Key on Instagram. Check out our sponsor from
0: earlier this week, manscaped.com slash backdoor. Use promo code backdoor. I think it's just manscaped.com slash backdoor. You uh, you save. And you need to trim your balls. This is something you need. This is essential. It's 20% off. I think it's free shipping. It's all sorts of good deals. It's so easy. Manscaped.com slash backdoor. Your balls will thank you. Uh, always check out lisa.com slash bdc. If you're looking for a mattress, I know they're running a sale right now, so check that out. That's it. We're back later uh, next week, I guess. Monday. Yeah, Monday. Unless something big happens, which it probably won't. This has been a production of MWBK Creative and Sales. We shall be back next week. Check out Mind of Check out 365 Things Austin. Support the squad. Check us on Instagram. That's it. That's all. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for listening.